monsters won't stop firing! I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like, literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is Control, be real. Keep calm, and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You're tuned to the guard frequency because, as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 235 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, October 26th, and made available for download Tuesday, October 30th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Ken Shadow. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And Henry walks this empty street on the boulevard of broken streams, right, Ken Shadow? Right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so take a minute. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on that Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week over week, and we hope you'll consider joining them, because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure and trek them out over at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Conchetto? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, and the pre-pre-pre-alpha of the hottest new game on the web. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, where there are some dicey roles and possibly people doing things and stuff. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Checker screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. A new online game has stirred up our classic debate. Is this a space sim? We'll walk you through the ins and outs coming right up. Frontier Development hosted its second livestream reveal of the upcoming features in Chapter 4 of the Beyond series, covering the background simulation and the new scenarios. And the first stage of the beta starts on October 30th, right around the time you get this episode. And in Star Citizen news, there's an updated roadmap, more YouTube videos, and Ken Shadow has been doing unspeakable things to pumpkins. <laughs> but I think we need to start off with one of our classic debates, um, because the hottest new online property just came across our radar this week, and it's just it's just astounding, and everyone needs to check this out immediately. 
I am, of course, referring to uh, a product uh, tested and developed in-house here at Card Frequency that goes by the title of... um, what was what was the title, Jeff? What was the title of this of this new game that we've got going on? I yeah, I don't know. Really, you've missed <laughs> out on this opportunity. Uh, been been playing, I've been playing. I can't remember what it's called. Kid I Shadow, remember the beginning me, of it. Tell it's me, it's called Tony. You ignorant slot. That's it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm telling you. Uh, I, if I it's if you had set craze. me up and told me what this was about, I would have I would have I would have played right along. I don't I know how that I could have done setup. it any no. better. Yeah, I was I was I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know how I could have set it up any any here's, better than here's that. Here's how but, you do but, it. You go, Jeff, we're gonna talk about the slot machine game that Ben made. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just spell that, it out that, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It would have well, been funny that way because it would have explained you kept the joke. Saying, uh, space sim and it was not it's not a space sim. So you don't think this one's a space sim either? No. Jesus, man. (laughs) Hey, 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 he's got strict standards. The man is never satisfied. I mean, that's okay. We got to have somebody that's going to uphold those high standards. I pointed out on our chat, it does have a random number uh, generator feature set, right? Which many space sims do have those those things. Uh, It does feature pictures of of spaceships in JPEG format, Mm -hmm. which is also important. And I pointed out to Tony is if you map your mouse click to one of your trigger buttons, you can play the game with a joystick. Which is kind of crucial to a space sim. So I'm, 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 Jeff. I think you might, you might I'm be leaning towards strict. space sim too, man. It's yeah, got a picture it's, of Tony in a Starfleet uniform that Ben did. That's space sim right there. No, that's an actual picture. Yeah, but that's it's, an actual, uh, it's yeah. uh, posterized. He did art on it. Give him some credit. Oh, oh, okay. So he's he's treated it and done some yeah, artistic things good. to it. Okay, so I he, so he photoshops some some things onto the things. There's me in there too. Yeah, uh, Ken Shadows in there. Uh, it, we're we're all prizes except for Henry. Henry, are you a are you a are you a slot machine prize thing? No, I'm too cool to be a part of that whole thing. <laughs> ben didn't well, no, have a picture no, no. of me. He said, I don't know. That's but, why this is the pre pre alpha. We got to get we got to get Henry in there. We got to get Henry. I'm as not one a of host. Prize, I just work the stream, like so I'm probably it. inside the machine pulling levers. <laughs> like in the in the program, you, that's you, what I do. You need you need to be like you need to pop every up every once in a while, like the dog and duck. <laughs> yeah, or, and go, or he's the wild. Henry's the wild. That's right. That's how it is. Henry's the wild. Henry is the background sim, and every once in a while he pops out there and and and, and goes and makes things go nuts. Yeah, when y'all win, that's so. me. That's me. That, that's right. That's right. So so you, you never you never win in that game. <laughs> no, no, I got like no. negative a million. <laughs> that does not change the fact, though. That we're that you are an ignorant slut. This is this is a, a sort of sort of a, a, an homage to that, I believe. If I'm yes. unless I'm very gravely mistaken, um, uh, that's this is definitely an homage to that. So it's just a little fun thing that uh, uh, Ben uh, Sanders put together. Uh, he's he's looking at sort of like revamping our website and was sort of mucking around on the back end and put this together because he can. But anyway, so that this is a little bit of fun. Go check that out. Uh, and thanks to Ben for slapping together something that uh, you know makes fun of me, which is really what this is entirely entirely about. All right, so uh, moving along then, uh, Frontier Development, uh, the guys behind the Elite Dangerous game, put out their second live stream reveal. This one was all about the background simulation and uh, scenarios, and I was I think probably more excited for this than I was exploration, um, mostly because we are have our little in-game faction. Uh, in the ANSI system now, and so this is going to be stuff that we'll probably uh, pay attention to in our group a, a little more coming up. So um, the biggest changes that are going to be coming are that usually in the background sim, previously in the background sim, 
you could be in one state across your entire faction. If you're, uh, if one, if one planet, uh, one station in your system, of uh, all your systems that you're in, was in a war state, every station you owned and every system that you're present in would also be at war, even if it had nothing to do with the local conditions. That's over and done with now. So every individual station that you own in every individual system can have different states, basically. Uh, the uh, each, It may not go down to the station level. Let me correct that. It probably goes down to the, the system level. Uh, so every system you're in, you can be in a different state. And you're going to be in multiple states. So whereas in the old background sim, it just picked a state, war, boom, uh, outbreak, famine, whatever it was, you just moved between those states. Now they've separated them into three categories, security, economy, and other. And security are things like civil war uh, and uh, civil and lockdown, and economies like boom and bust and famine. And then other, for right now, the only one they publicly talked about was outbreak. But I have a strong suspicion we're going to find some surprises in there um, because these are wild card type things that can mess with your... uh, your uh, your system and your your faction's output and stuff. So that's the first really big change. I thought the 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 addition of like the outbreak and all these other like uh, intermediate stages and like the, the super happy state and everything like that were were very interesting and will really help keep the bigger orgs on their toes. I think. That's going to be I think a bit of a problem because this new f- feature is going to require a lot more micromanagement on the part of um, managers. And so rather than uh, saying, hey, everybody, we're going to concentrate on getting into a war in this system for because we need to knock out this competing faction or whatever, now it's going to have to be, well, we need to be in a war in this system. We need to put out the famine that's in this system. This system is going into bust, so we need to get some trade routes going on up here. Um, they're going to have to focus a lot more on each individual systems. Things are going to slip through the cracks. But yeah, well, I think I think that the end, the the end result is that you'll end up with more factions having more control over areas within a, within a given space. Like like for instance, like I think they made it they they made a statement that they felt like some of the bigger orgs were controlling way more area than they felt like they should. I believe and so yeah, the, they, yeah diplomat I believe they diplomatically referred to it as um, I can't remember the exact word but it was more like they it was it, it was a little static. They felt things were a little static. And then they said they had like sprawling empires or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think they were they were dropping some pretty major hints that we would really like to break you guys up. That <laughs> that was really kind of the way that they that it seemed like that that might cause uh, some some hurt feelings, some salt. Uh, in the new parlance of the game, uh, 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 folks, that uh, there there will be some tears over this, I think. But I think overall it's going to be better for the game. And I think it will make orgs a little more decentralized, right? It's like, you got, you know, we'll put we'll put these guys in charge of this chunk of systems and this group will be in charge of this chunk, chunk of systems. And it'll, it'll mean people will have a little more responsibility will devolve down to lower ranks. I think that'll be good. I, I, well, I think it makes it makes more sense in that. I, again, I'm not. I'm only familiar with it with regards to you know the faction that we've we've mm-hmm. discussed, correct? You know, and, and and the boom bust cycles and stuff like that that we've we've gone through. So, but it doesn't ever really, never really felt to me like there was much maintenance going on right. there past once you you won a system, right? And so, 
what it really shows is, you know, in six months, you know, the orgs that have really sprawling spaces still are the ones that are really uh, mobilizing their members and have the logistical support to get those things done. Yep. Whereas the people that were just, just had people, they get, you know, again, you can have a big org and do a bunch of stuff and not really have any cohesion at all. Those are the ones that will fall yeah, apart. Exactly. So I think it's going to re- this new system will reward uh, active participation in the in the background simulation. It's going to uh, I think make things a lot different and maybe I think a lot better. Uh, so I, I think this is probably a good change. Um, the next thing that they did was they broke down the various states are going to be decided based on the new uh, scenario systems at least partially you'll still have missions that are generated by the system that you can you know trade routes and assassination missions and stuff like that but part of what is going to inform whether you move from a bust to a boom or whether you move from a lockdown to a civil uh, civil liberties zone is answering and uh, successfully completing these new scenarios that one that they went through that I thought was pretty cool was a mega ship uh, mega ships are not going to be doing circuits around the galaxy like uh, like caravans of old times uh, when the when the caravans would would come through a, an old a village or whatever and everybody would have to stop to trade and it was kind of a major event. Well, mega ships are going to be coming through systems now, and they're going to perhaps be attacked by pirates. And if you want the controlling faction of the system to maintain its status as a law and order type uh, faction that can uh, protect trade in its area, you'll want to defend that ship. And if you think that those guys are fatuous gas bags and you want to get rid of them, then you'll help uh, destroy the megaship or at least cripple it. So these are these are things that are going to be going on that are going to directly affect the background sim in, in, in different ways now. The other cool thing about the new scenarios is they're voice acted and yeah. you have a new interface for choosing your faction when you get into that scenario so you don't have to go into that status menu. Now you open up right. comms and choose who you're going to fight for um, so it's a little more intuitive. And then... Uh, you you go through this uh, voice acted mission where your wingmen are calling to you and talking to you um, and reacting to what's going on. It's going to be really really cool for immersion. So background simulation, yes, it's going to be cool. It's going to affect that, but it's going to affect our simulation too. So you know the foreground simulation, if you will. <laughs> so you're saying this patch is, is really like a voice pack. Uh, speaking of voice packs, you know they're going to have <laughs> some some uh, voice acting in the scenarios, but they're also going to have I think translated versions of the Corvus interface. Uh, coming in this, yeah, that, uh, but it, there's yeah. more to it than the voice pack. I mean, the scenarios are unique and new as well. It's cool that they're voice acted, but there's a lot more to it than that. I'm being facetious. No, I thought the whole raid scene yeah. was pretty yeah. cool. It it made the battles feel more like they used to in games like uh, Free Free Space. You know, where your your wingmen are talking to you and everybody's communicating, and you take somebody down and they compliment you or you know call you for help if they're having trouble. It's going to be a lot more immersive. Yeah, and, as, and aside from just the immersion factor, uh, when you cho- when you when they chose the side, the demonstration was they chose to side with the uh, the pirates, the the raiders. The raiders gave you instructions; they told you what to do, and so they they helped you advance the mission by saying, "Aim for the thingies," and they blew up the thingies. And they said, "Great job! Now go get six more." And then you know you went and blew up six more. So I mean, it 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 not only helped with the immersion, but it also helped with achieving your goals. And yeah, it's right there in front of you in the UI and the comm panel now, not buried off to the side. That's also very good for keeping you engaged. And uh, in the conflict zone scenario, not the raid, but when it's conflict zone, there's like a little uh, there's a little heat bar up in the top that tells you when you're done. Like when you've blown up enough ships, 
the the battle is over. The war is continuing, right? The, the you're not you're not done with the uh, with changing the state of the background simulation yet, but you're done with this battle. This goes in the win column for whoever actually won, and then more uh, of these uh, scenarios will spawn in the system at a later time, and you can go fight those too. So it, it there's a lot more of the background that's coming, haha, as you said, to the foreground um, that the, helps you. It's not quite as mysterious any uh, anymore. It's it, it's gonna. It, they're not gonna. They've already. They've already. And they also said they're gonna have some secret spice in the background that you're not gonna see. But they're revealing a lot of the stuff that has been so far concealed, largely uh, behind menus and uh, and buried deep down in uh, the starport stuff. So, I think that they've uh, they've done a good job of uh, making the background simulation something that you can readily access. And make progress in uh, visible progress in. I mostly covered it, but um, this is stuff that, like I said, because we have our own little minor faction in there now. I think we're. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how this plays out, uh, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep. We we may be making an adjustment to GPR, Jeff. Maybe some local news. Maybe say so, you know because we're gonna. It's gonna be more out there now when we'll, we'll tell people what's going on in the NC. Every system has a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to ask one question, Tony. You, you were talking about the mega ships and something I didn't get from the live stream. Those mega ships that are traveling, you can dock at those, right? Well, I think so. I hope so. So they'd be traveling around like the Gnosis does. Would you be able to jump with them and just kind of stay with one um, the way you do with, do with the Gnosis? I, I sort of doubt it. I sort of doubt you'd be able to do that. You might be able to dock to like trade it would not surprise me if the if the mission system said the mega ships here bring twenty tons of whatever it is that we produce at this station to that ship. I would I would that would be a really smart way for them to get players who are only familiar with the mission system to expose them to the scenario system. Hmm. You know, you 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 picked up twenty tons of gold and you're flying it to that mega ship, and all of a sudden you drop into the mega ship and boom, there's a raid. And now you can either bug out with your 20 tons of gold because you're not set up for combat, or you can choose a side and and fight it out. But you still so, have to dock with that mega ship to deliver that gold. So right, but I don't know. But, if you dock well, with but, it and then log out and then they move on a Thursday, then you're going to be where the mega ship is probably. Well, maybe, but uh, but that's possible. I don't think they're going to do it that far because remember what they were doing with the Thargoid attack. When if they if you were on a station when the Thargoids attacked, they moved you to the rescue ship, right? That, it wouldn't surprise me if that if they did that, they just moved you to the local station, you know, the local starport. Except with the Gnosis, when it jumps, you jump, so it's going to be more like that than a, a station that's damaged. I don't think it has anything to do with a damaged state or anything like that. I think it has to do with where the station you're logged into or the station that you're docked at is when you log in. I think that location think would probably that would change. Be, It'd be cool. I think that would be cool. I was saying I, I wanted cool. that after the Gnosis yeah. thing happened because it would be great to have a handful of those, especially if they make you know long trips. Because for an explorer, imagine they had a caravan that ran to Colonia and it took like two weeks. And an explorer just jumps off the carrier, explores, and then comes back before the next jump. That would really lead to some great exploration for some ships that aren't really kitted out for exploration. You could do exploration around the local area of the carrier. That'd be pretty cool. I love the game we're building. I didn't see I didn't see a demonstration of where that would be possible in what they showed, but that would be friggin' fantastic. I think. I'm extrapolating, think thinking be. about what could what you could do with the the mega ship systems they're putting in. That's not something I saw in the video. It's just something that makes I me don't think see about not. it. Because if we're yeah. gonna have mega ships that we can dock at, it seems like a wasted opportunity not to run one of those to Colonia and let us ride with it. I, I don't see why they couldn't do that. That because, like you said, the Gnosis does that already. 
The only thing is they have to manually jump it, but I don't know why they would have to manually jump that if they're not manually jumping all those other ones. Because they said there's going to be several of these just running around the, the bubble now. Remember, they're working on squadrons and carriers anyway, so this could be yeah. a step in that direction. Having these mega ships probably will just be able to pick a mega ship, and it'll probably be uh, something where we set its jump location and then, you know, from an in-game interface, and then it'll happen on mm-hmm. a server tick. Well, like I said, it, it, I'm interested to see more of both the scenario and the mega ship interactions because the mega ship interactions they have right now, I'm not terribly interested in. You can scan data points on it, and you can, you know, uh, pop their cargo hatches open and steal stuff from them. Um, but I think these raids are going to, uh, uh, and it probably won't be just raids. I hope it's not just raids. I hope there's other, th- other things, you know, bring us spare parts for repairs and yeah. that kind of stuff too. So the the last thing I have then, the uh, the beta starts on October 30th. That's only the exploration mm-hmm. part. We have to wait another week again for this yeah. part of it. Cause it's, it's a staggered release. Yeah, it's yeah. staggered just like their live streams are. So we get mm-hmm. uh, what we just heard about last week, we get first, and then we'll get this stuff we just heard about immediately after and it'll just progress the same yep. way the streams are yep awesome uh, so yep i think uh i think that'll probably kind of cover it, that they didn't go into nearly as much detail as they went through and there wasn't as much material they had to cover either uh, as on the first one so uh we think we can comfortably uh say that uh, that's all we have for elite dangerous and i'm really looking forward to the beta when this show is released so i'll be in there for sure um, so there's some Star Citizen happenings and stuff. First off, I really th- they do listen to the show because they are basically uh, going to an all kin shadow all the time format on Around the Verse. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have no other explanation for it other than the fact that they heard us and they're going, yeah, this is a fine idea and we should do that. But you know, I, I don't think I'd object to that. We should we should, should definitely go. Yeah. In that so direction. last week it was your cosplay and your mocap direction, and now it's the things yeah. you do to pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Now it's the things you do to pumpkins. <laughs> the, the vile and inhumane things I do to pumpkins, yes. <laughs> so what, what's that all about? What is it? Tell, tell, that's your invitation. So tell I us do more. Every, every single year since the very first, uh, well, you know, post-crowdfunding Halloween, which is October, October 2013, <clears throat> I've done at least one Star Citizen pumpkin. And I, I post those on Spectrum, and I just do them for fun. And this year they decided to do a contest. So if you're listening to us live, you, you, you Twitch folks, or you, you happen to be listening to the Patreon stream, you can carve a Star Citizen pumpkin and submit one on Twitter um, by in the end of Monday. Um, you look you have to look on, on Spectrum for the exact contest details. Well, all right. So if any of you are, you know, um, violators of gourds, like our dear friend Kid Shadow here, uh, you'll feel free to uh, ex- explore your artistic talents in that manner. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe you'll win a fabulous prize. Is there a fabulous prize? There is a fabulous prize. I don't remember what the second... Is it autographed by man, you? Um, it can be. Um, oh, okay. I think I, the first place is a Anvil Valkyrie. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what the second and third are. I didn't really pay attention. Well, because there's, there's no so, point, right? There's, 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 there's no, there's no medal for second I, you place. You guys can read the second and third. I, I, don't, I don't mind if you take one of those. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, it's 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 either it's it's go big or go home when it comes to pumpkin carving. That's the that's the that's the model of the carver, is what I understand. Lando was like, yeah, well, Kinshadow's going to bring his A game or some crap like that on the verse the verse. So I, I would feel bad if I didn't like have something that was reasonable. <laughs> so yeah, like, I, I'm I, after the show, I will be working. You're going to carve a <laughs> spaceship into the side of it, like a rocket ship. Uh, 
smiley face. What am I, I you like to draw rocket, rocket ships. ships. Yeah, with these two, oh, yes, yeah, your rocket ships. two big fuel yeah. tanks yes, on them yeah. on the bottom. And yeah, yeah, yeah. long... Yeah. Long, long, slender that, that's body. Right. The, yes, the Marine like Corps beat you to that this week, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but 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 uh, you can you can try your version of it, I suppose. Just try to be a little more subtle about it. Is my is my advice. Uh, they did drop the updated roadmap. I didn't see anything that was really earth shattering on there. I don't know if anybody else did. Uh, three point three point oh is hovering at ninety eight percent, and that's I think where it was last time. They didn't move anything. Yeah. I was just looking at that. Right? It's just it's just updated percentages. Right? Yeah, yeah just updated. It's just updated percentages at this time. There, ever since three point three came to the uh, PTU, there's been small, minor updates. But I think, I think all they're doing is fixing bugs at this time. They're they're really they've they've been rolling out they've been rolling out some features. So um, as of the last minor update, I think VoIP went in. So you can actually do voice comms. They're a bit spotty and weird, and I think you have to. Um, I've only seen them work person to like like intercoms rather than you know um, location based, um, but the, you you can do voice in the game now. And everyone's been doing scary faces on the face interaction thing. Everyone's very scared of space. Yeah, I can't. For some reason, my camera here won't won't uh, calibrate for some reason. But uh, I think you must have to have a have a specific kind of camera or something for it to calibrate. But. It just won't calibrate for me. It could be your lighting. It could be your glasses. It could be uh, the camera type, like you said. I mean, it could be a number of things, I'd imagine. I'd say it really could yeah. be glasses. I've been playing with, like, facial recognition and stuff like that a lot. And when my monitor is glaring on my glasses, I lose the eyes altogether. So I can't do things like face swap and things like that that I'm, like, working on in a program. Can't do it. So, Jeff, it might be that, honestly. Yeah. Try taking off your glasses. Try setting up a desk lamp, too. And um, make sure you have a reasonably fast camera, too. You want something with a reasonable frame rate. So, Jeff, your broadcast glasses are preventing you from doing all those things. So yeah, you, right. you, can, you can take those off because you don't have to do any well, broadcasting. <clears throat> this gets me back to what I was stating earlier about the state of the, uh, state of the game kind mm-hmm. of thing. I've submitted a couple of bug reports and stuff. But these are all basic things. Like uh, every once in a while when I log in, my my uh, my center of view is is like looking over my shoulder, and I can't center it. And there and these are basic, what I would call basic things that need to be in the game that that would help people who have general problems. Like, do you know there's no centering key for your viewpoint? I was not aware of that. Why would you want a centering key? For you? What are you talking about for fo- well for FOIP? I think they no no do. no not for what FOIP, you- but for when you log. So uh, one of the, the issues I when I logged in one time uh, and I brought up my uh, Mobi glass, my Mobi glass was three quarters off the screen. Are you do you're using Track IR? No, I'm not using Track IR, and and it, it's just that you know there should be a button that says okay I got it open center the viewpoint. I mean center it on the screen, and they don't have that kind of a kind of simple. Um, uh, thing in the game. I had to, I bugged it. I wrote re- support about it. Um, I, I did all the usual things, you know, dumped my user folder and, you know, cleared out my, my user.config and the, uh, the whole nine yards. And it just, you know, it kept persistent until the next update. And whatever was running, whatever was in the DLLs or the background configs, it cleared up after the next update. Oh, that's good at least. But, uh, I mean, there, there's some, there's some base. What I feel there should be basic things that are still kind of missing from the game that that 
would help I think would help players I mean if you look through some of these bug reports it's like oh my god you, you didn't put in a simple here press this key and try to fix that you know that's just my my take on the recent uh, where we're at kind of thing is it is it is it do you think that there's it's to use an analogy is it because you think that there should be a way to get to the oil cap and to the uh, uh, windshield wiper fluid so you don't have to take it into the dealer it, you know, is that yeah, kind of, yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah, pretty, pretty much. There's probably there's probably a command line you can do for it, but I, I you're the first person that's ever seen uh, have an issue with that, so I don't think that's very common. Mm, if you look on the, if you look, if you do things like Moby Glass off center or Moby Glass not uh, not centering when I sit or. You'll see, you'll see various tickets about that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if that's a centered view issue or if that's just a, you I, know, I, it's just a general. Yeah, well, plug. I, th- I think that I think maybe the the point of it is, is that eventually track IR was one of the things that's supposed to be integrated, like forever. Like that's that's a that was a thing that was promised. I know VR is kind of sketchy and touchy from now on, but track IR was one of the things that Jeff has been talking about since we started. You know, doing the show. You can you can still hack it in. You can still but hack it that, in. That, that goes Foyt, back to my analogy. Foip does the same thing. Foip does the same thing now. So you can use Foip to look around. Right. You don't. You can't use Foip to aim for for turrets, but you can use it to look around your ship, just like sure, except if you're wearing glasses like I do, and like Henry does, and like Jeff does. And if the glare isn't going to be right yeah. or whatever, then I'd want to use my track IR because they don't care about glasses. You can eat it fix for the us. VR. It wouldn't matter. We could wear it. We could wear what we want. <laughs> I'm looking. I do see some reports of that uh, off center. I don't see a solution, but I do see yeah, other so, people but, saying, "Hey, my mobile glass is off center." And that's the sort of thing that if you're going to have that sort of you know head bobbing, moving around support, like even if you just go into mouse look or something like that, if you'd had a toggle or a button that sort of like recentered everything, that would like kill a lot of birds with one stone. I don't. I think you're talking about two separate things here. Now, you know, if you need to recenter Foip, it's a totally different problem. But than I wasn't talking, talking about Foip. I, I only talked yeah, about. I think this is just, that's his is a general problem. And I think that's just a, that is just a broken part of the game. It's not. It's not. Oh, we're lacking a center button. No, it was just broken. The, the problem with with Moby Glass and the problem with a lot of the other things in, in their diegetic system is that if an animation is broken on your character, that means that your UI is broken also. So, for instance, if you're if you have an issue where your like your animation for your arm overshoots because it's actually a you know again diegetic interface like your animation that you do on yourself is the same thing everyone else sees. If that animation is broken for some reason, then you don't see your mobile glass because it's it's over here, right? If you can see the video camera yeah, for, instead for the, of where for the, it should for be, the right? listeners at home, uh, Ken Shadow was uh, uh, staring into his elbow. Just, just yeah. Here. So, so my, my point is, is like character animations are direct, directly linked to UI now, right? Similarly with like helmet animations, because you can see people's like UIs pop up on their helmets and their and on their Moby glass. If you want to like look over somebody's shoulder and watch them press menus, you can do that. So, it you know, the, it, it it is really cool from a you know an immersion point of view. Oh, but it, has, it has byproducts in that you know minor bugs in, in other systems can affect systems you wouldn't think. Well, and, and but there's other things that, that like, like, and I'm just talking, I, I, I'm not trying to pick on the, on the view thing, but getting stuck in zoom or something like that, centering your view or, or resetting that view, a reset view button would be very helpful in, in, uh, um, 
you know, fixing a lot of those uh, issues. And I and I get your point about the uh, the animation and, and stuff, but um, you know, there were times when I logged in and my and my head was stuck over looking over my shoulder. No matter how I tried to move around, uh, going into free look and back, it, I was just you know spinning around on my axis, so to speak. And uh, I would have to actually restart my computer and then re-log in. And I have to uh, first log into the live universe, log out, and then log into the PTU. And then, I, and then it would be fixed. And so, I mean, these are, you know, s- simple things that could be done when, oh, yeah, I'll hit. Uh, uh, I'll hit. Again, Jeff, I, you know, I, I understand your frustration in that point, and I, I sympathize. But again, I don't know if... Again, it's a that sounds like, like an animation or like a skeletal issue or something like that, right? It's not linked to necessarily view. Resetting your view isn't the solution here. What you want is to reset your whole damn character state. Well, and maybe, that, that maybe may, that's the that, maybe that's the uh, answer. And, and I don't know if there's a technical hurdle in doing that, right? So T-pose. obviously they have a lot of problems with with like maintaining state. And you've run into people that have um, location bugs are really common. And people will have to go to the norm to the 3.2 uh, live universe, move to a safe area, and then re-upload to the PTU, right? Because they got some someplace special in the PTU. Like uh, anyway, so the the, the my, my point is is that is the, there's a lot of these kinds of things in the PTU where there's things that aren't sorted out because of their you know, it's, it's holistic, you know, uh, the whole system working together and nothing works at all. You're right that something, something could probably be added to help people out there. But uh, I'm not sure it's as simple as a, a magic. Beating. Well, and what, 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 what a button like that could also do is eliminate the possibility. Well, this isn't a look problem. This is an animation problem. I hit the look. I hit the center look button and it didn't fix it. So now we know it's not that. I mean, that's that's the sort of thing. And if there's a button that resets your animation and that didn't fix it. Well, I tried these two things and we know it's not either of those because those buttons do that. Now it's something else. And I think that might also it also help narrow down what the problems could be is if to go back to my earlier earlier analogy, if there were a couple of oil dipsticks or windshield wiper fluid caps you could check, just I, I hit that button, man, and it didn't fix it, um, and it would have knock-on benefits. I, I, I don't I don't disagree on that point. You know, some some tools to help you. Um, I, I might I disagree just on the specific tool. It would be also, for instance, in, um, useful in the in the PTU to have a. Uh, a slash stuck button, you know, yeah. Yeah. it just takes uh, yeah. you to all, takes yeah. you to all of Yeah. So if, if you're on, um, if you're stuck on Levski and the elevators are have like a wall in front of them or whatever the case may be, you can slash stuck and you're you're back in the hab on all of You don't have to worry about um, figuring out how to get off or right, like, right. I agree with five that meters too. to the left. Yeah, I, I mean something. My other my other little state of the game thing is I, I fly a lot of space sims. I fly a lot of flight sims, and I'll tell you one thing that sucks in Star Citizen: it's navigation. That's got to be the worst worst thing ever. I mean, I'll tell you, Elite Dangerous has it down for for navigation. I mean, the, I mean the sector maps and the and the uh, you know uh, system map and the galaxy map. That's all really. That's one thing they've done really, really well, and and uh, I, I think uh, besides being the fact that you know uh, being stuck to a single solar system or or the and the travel times and all this stuff, 
you know, they really could uh, beef up some of their uh, navigation. You know, I agree. The scroll speed could probably be faster. That gets frustrating, you know, when you when you're on OSR and you need to get to Levski or something like that, and or you need to go out. But I, I don't, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with, with the, the the system itself. You you click where you want to, you, you scroll into where you want to go, and you click the click the destination, and then you hit. Uh, I don't know. It's not route. It's like set destination set or something like that, right? And then you f- go find the the point in the. In the universe, some help. Some of the some of the old helper arrows would be cool to have back. Um, I do find it annoying sometimes not being able to find my my jump my um, my QD point. But uh, nothing there. It's really a deal breaker. There's nothing really wrong with the system, in my opinion. What what, what do you think is broken, Jeff? Well, I think I think the I think they should have a a, a menu kind of like uh, Galnet does. Or, or not Galnet, but the Galaxy Map in Elite. You know where you've got a where you've got. There's just there's just not that many points though. I mean, you end up with like you know, and the whole system has maybe a hundred points in it. It's just not it's just not big enough to need the system that Elite has. So yet. far, we're supposed to get a hundred star systems with forty no, moons no, each. I, or I agree, and, and there's a giant star map you can see on the website, which is the prototype for how the system is supposed to work in game when they have jump points and stuff. You can go see how that works, and it works a lot like Galnet. You can search things, you can set wormhole sizes, and all sorts of stuff like that. It's a great system. By I'm way. sure all those tools will come as they finish building the world. That's what you're saying, right, Kinshadow? I mean, it's it's one of those things where we're like looking at uh, the chicken before the egg, really. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not even that they're going to come. I mean, they already show you exactly how they're going to look on the website. You can go play with them right now. There's just no point to have those in the game at this point. Is my yeah, that's what I mean. Right, that makes sense. But one of the most common questions I see in chat in the game is. How the heck do I get to Levski? I mean, it's like you have to know which you have to know which moon Levski's on, and then you find that moon. Because the problem with Levski is you have to scroll out further than what you like you see Olasar, right? Yeah. And you see some thing, you see Damar and stuff like that around there, and you got to what is it? Which one? Which one is it? Anyway, you got to scroll out, and Levski's on a different moon that's in a much further orbit. Yeah, so, that, so that's I, why people can't find I, Levski. And but, that's Jeff's point. Yeah, thank you. No, well, I'm just saying, well, like I said earlier, the scroll speed's a little shitty. If they upped the scroll speed, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, you'd, you'd just keep scrolling and it would be a big, it would, it would be Right, but this, and this is part of the problem that Elise trying to solve with, with some of its updates, too, is that you have to know some things about the lore of the system to know that you haven't looked hard enough yet. Someone could get frustrated and go, scroll, 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 scroll. Where the hell is this thing? I can't find it. Ah, rage quit, and then go home. So, I mean, the, the idea is that some of these things, they, they need to work on discoverable facts in the game. And that's something every game needs to, to work on all the time. But it, it's a, we know it's in pre-alpha. We know that more navigation stuff is coming. But the sooner you solve these problems, the sooner they're solved. <laughs> and then you can you build on that and get to the 100-star system with the 40 planets. Eventually. I just, I, I, you know, with all the other things they have to work on, I just don't care. <laughs> that too. You know, like it, this, that this too. isn't like a published game like Elite is, you know, where, you know, you still have to look up crap online in order to figure out what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is yeah. a, you know, a t- in game and testing that you have to go look it up online to find out what to do. All right. So, no, I just don't, you know, of all the things you can complain about, that seems well, to be. But we uh, keep Jeff around for his complaints. That's, 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 well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's oh, one of gee. his primary functions. Well, th- I mean, it's one of his primary functions. No, I just think there. I, I think there are there are core things in the game that should be in place that that would help or assist players, either testing functions or or getting uh, getting around the systems that will help them find other things to do 
uh, and test in the in the universe. And and uh, I, I've been I've been playing a lot of three point three lately, and and I mean far more than I play on the on the regular live stuff. And I just I just these are little things that I I that you know I noticed that maybe should be in place so that we can do the other stuff. Now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Corruption and greed are being exposed by unorthodox means. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the Soul System. Thanks, Spencer. The Federal Security Service began a formal inquiry into the Mars Tribune newsfeed in order to determine its role in the recent outbreak of surveillance programs concealed in administrative robots. Investigators are focusing on the eerily coincidental timing of several stories in the Tribune regarding corporate and financial fraud. In response to the announcement, the Tribune's parent company, the Cordova Group, has filed a complaint with the Congressional Subcommittee overseeing the FSS. In a Tribune editorial by Kingsley Cordova, the billionaire owner of the newsfeed, he stated, quote, These accusations are an insult to our journalistic integrity. I suggest that the FSS treads more cautiously. These robots apparently have access to very sensitive data. Imagine if they publicly broadcasted everything they'd learned about their owners. End quote. Federal authorities refuse to comment on the ongoing investigation. In related news, billionaire businessman Zachary Calico Zach Rackham was targeted by a highly sophisticated banking hack, losing one billion credits from his personal account. Credit for the attack was claimed by a mysterious criminal group known only as The Collective. Technology journalist Harlow Nasri, reporting in the Federal Times, wrote, quote, The Collective is a group of anti-authority hacktivists who believe that all information should be publicly available. As anarchists, they delight in flouting the law, believing that all data should be in the public domain, except, of course, data about themselves. End quote. Are we watching a cyber-civil war unfold between rich and untouchable elites? Or are modern-day Robin Hoods and Clark Kents holding the powerful to account for their crimes? From Mars High Station for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Following a recent attempt by armed intruders to storm his base in the MEAN system, engineer Ram Taw is fending off another unexpected interruption to his work on Guardian Technology. The Sirius Corporation has made a public overture to Mr. Ta to collaborate in the development of Guardian Human Hybrid Modules. Lee Young-Rui, CEO of Sirius, stated, quote, Ram Ta's research into the Guardians is of central importance to humanity's future, and I would therefore like to place the resources of the Sirius Corporation at his disposal, end quote. Some analysts are doubting the sincerity of Mr. Lee's offer, pointing out that since the widespread adoption of the frame shift drive, Sirius has not developed any truly new technologies. Without inventing or acquiring new technology, the corporate revenues and profits are expected to plateau over the next three to five years. 
However, sources within the Pilots' Federation tell GPR that the high prices and restricted availability of the Guardian technology has frustrated its members, and that a partnership between Mr. Ta and Sirius could solve those problems. Mr. Ta cannot be reached for comment. Finally, following the re-election of Gibson Kincaid as president, the Alliance Assembly has expanded the powers of the office, but not in the expected manner. Prime Minister Edmund Mahon announced that rather than the sweeping executive powers requested by President Kincaid, the Assembly would extend the term of the office to three years and give the presidency additional diplomatic duties. The newly formed Office of the Alliance President will assume responsibility for inner power relations and leave domestic issues in the hands of the Council. When asked for his reaction to the apparent compromise, President Kincaid stated, quote, I regret that the Assembly cannot see how the Alliance would be strengthened by an empowered President, but I must respect their decision and promise to put my new team of emissaries to good use. End quote. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. I shoot the terminal. Okay, uh, roll a uh, roll a regular attack. Uh, I have kinetic weapon, I guess. Huh? Uh, I got a nat. Oh, oh, <laughs> bullseye! Pow! The thing goes up with a shower of sparks, and you did you did it so well. Clemens doesn't feel a thing. Just, it just, it just it's sort of like it just the explosion blows away from him, and he's just. But he like goes back and says, "What the hell?" I think we need to go ahead and leave. I think we're done working. You idiot! I was erasing the files. Uh, we need well, to no this. You just, you just told me that you wanted to come back. Not to this mess. We're gonna re- have to redo the whole thing. Do you think once I bake the stuff upstairs in the machines, they're gonna be hunky dory and ready to go again? This whole place has to be gutted and restarted. But I don't need the people finding out what happened to this. Why then? Why are you mad if we about my suggestion just to nuke the place then? Because it's not very subtle, is it? And the, so he starts. He starts to like unplug wires and stuff, and he's gonna he's gonna take the computer wreckage with him. That's fine. Uh, can we get it away from him so we can take the computer just, wreckage? Just let him carry it for us, okay? Uh, yeah, good idea. I, I put down my my helmet before I say that. Just let him okay. carry the damn thing. Okay. If either one of them looks like they're gonna betray us at all, kill them without a second thought. We don't actually need uh, any of these people. Okay? All right. So he's, he's wrapped up. He's, he's, he's sort of like gathered up his little wreck, his wreckage, the wreckage of his, of his machine. Uh, and so he's, he says, right. So the security computer is, and I don't want you to laugh, the kitchen. It, I, it, we I, had, there were budget cuts in the design phase. I don't want to hear about it. It's in the kitchen. The, I, I pop up my visor and I go, no problem. We love the kitchen. <laughs> Great. The machines are across the hall. The, the the mixing machines are across the hall from the kitchen, uh, just machines. to the left. He's this guy. He's the he's like the typical CEO, right? If it's anything that has to do with anything but actual like working, 
He only knows it vaguely. Like <laughs> this is he just knows the vaguest details of it. But everything but I'm just laughing that the, the mixing machines are near the kitchen. <laughs> They're across the hall, in fact. <clears throat> yeah. If if we go to the security center first, can we forcibly lock the doors from the security center? That should be possible, yes. Everything everything from the surveillance system to the door locks to the key card entry system, everything is run off that machine. All right, let's do that. Security system first. All right. So uh, Nadira's got her PDA with the, the chemistry files on it. Clemens has the uh, his rec computer with his stuff on it. Uh, you guys have... Uh, Shiv, do you need a cup of water for the road? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, so... Um, never mind. Go ahead. No, okay. All right. So... You, uh, I'll head back to the elevator. It's kind of a tight squeeze with six of you in there, four of you in spacesuits, but you, you make it work with some uncomfortable elbows and jostling and stuff, and you hit the elevator and you go up one floor, and the elevator doors open, and the hall's empty. Nothing you can Excellent. see. All right. So uh, Clemens sort of, like, squeezes past everybody and says, It's up here, on the right. So you walk you, a few feet. You want to be out in front, buddy? It's fine. There's nobody out here. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. I'll let you. Go ahead. Uh, the bullet shield go first. Yeah. He rolls a stealth check. It's He's not very good at it. He, he insists on going first, but he's really not good at it. Do we all even need to bother? Uh, no, he, uh, he his, his roll's a five, and he's the one that's walking out of the elevator. What do you guys do when you see him not not being terribly stealthy? <sighs> Shit. I have my gun now just in case somebody hears him. I go, I I, I whisper, can you quiet it down a little? What? What? (laughs) Can you go? That works. All right. So as as he is not sneaking down the hallway, the door to the kitchen pops open. Never mind. (laughs) Out of the kitchen, a guy sticks his head and goes, Director Clement, where have you been? I've just been looking all over for you. This is intolerable. What is going on? I've been stuck in the kitchen for days. And you didn't lock the crazy people doors? I want Ale, uh, Ken Shadow, and Red Barnes to roll perception checks. Oh. <laughs> I got an eight. Why not? I got me a ten. There's a reason why you, not you. You weren't there. <laughs> oh, but, but, the I'm three of No, hang on. There's a reason. The three of you recognize the person that gave you the key cards that let you access docking pad 32 oh, back in Sean. Fabian City. I say, I know that list. It's a speech impediment. I'm sorry, but it's just the way it is. I think it gives oh. me the flair and some unique uh, unique recognizability. It's a brand almost. What's your problem? He's saying all this in a whisper, but you can tell he's pretty angry about it. Let's get in the kitchen. So, everybody... I want everybody to roll stealth check at this point. Eleven. And nine. Uh, okay, so we got... Uh, ten. Okay, so a ten, eleven, and a nine. One, one, one fail, but three... You're quiet enough. Uh, three successes and a fail. So you're quiet enough and you, everybody gets in the kitchen. Uh, and uh, the person, the occupant of the room, then slides a table... Uh, in front of the door, sort of a makeshift, sort of a, a barrier. Uh, even though the door slides open like you know, like Star Trek doors, it's just there's something in the way of the door now. And he goes, Director Clemens, it has been just violence and just evil, and I just I can't stand this. This is not working conditions that I signed up for, and I am I I quit. I quit. 
I am no no two weeks notice. I am gone. I'm out of here. I want keys to a truck and the ticket to the spaceport, and I'm done. And Where, Clemens where's the security system? He goes, excuse me, I'm talking here. I excuse need me, pay. we don't want you dead. Where's the security system? He's like, <laughs> she's got, she's badass. Uh, look at, uh, okay, well, roll, roll an intimidate, roll an intimidate check. Oh, oh, ten, natural ten. Uh, he, he, he sort of like looks at you and kind of goes, okay, it's around the back. There's the panel open. You slide the panel open. There's the terminal, and there's the, there you go. I don't have login credentials though. I'm just the cook. Clemens, you go help Barnes log in. All right. I put my mask down and I go. Barnes, copy that stuff before you destroy it. I'll do my best. All right. So you go over to the uh, uh, panel, slides open, just as described. There's a login screen. Director Clemens punches in the keys. Boodly boo, there it is. What do you want to do? What do you want to tell me? I want to lock the doors on the crazy people. <laughs> all right. So he starts, he pulls up a schematic of the base. He touches all the, the doors uh, to everything except the room you're in and one other room that's just across the hallway. Uh, from you, and then another room that's also across the way from you, but a little bit farther down. What's that one? That's that's where we have the manufacturing devices, and this room is the storage. All right. I I asked the Lisp guy, what's your name? Yes, mine's Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Um, yeah, you're gonna be coming with us. Is that cool? Are you going to the spaceport? Because I yeah, we need are. to get out of here. This we is are. ridiculous. I signed up to cook meals for a bunch of lab rats and security guys. And That's great, Dan. You can shut up now. All right, Clemens, can you help me and uh, help with the uh, thing across the hall? Roll roll a blood, roll a, uh, roll an intimidate check. <laughs> 9 out of 10. All right, okay, okay, all right. Oh, but he rolls natural 10. He goes, oh. sir, sir, excuse me, sir. I have been pushed around and bullied enough today, sir. And I have had it up to here with the attitude and the, uh, the Dave, disrespect. Dan, Dave, Dan, Dor. Dan, sir. Dan, Dan. Dan, Dan, I got a quick question for you. Do you want to live? That's the general idea, Buster. Okay, well, you're going to do what I say then. Roll a, uh, he's starting to take a shine to you. You seem to know what you're doing. Roll a charm check. Yeah. Oh, I'm not charming enough. Oh, oh. natural ten. Oh, natural ten. Not as sexy like, as I thought I was. Gonna put you in his place, sir. Sir, this is this is until I will be reporting you to your superiors as well as to the union, sir. There will be a grievance filed, and you will not find a cook in civilized space who will work with you ever. Watch everything you order everywhere, sir. Everywhere, we're everywhere. I tip really good. <laughs> and you'll be tipping for spit in your food now, apparently, because this chef has blacklisted you uh, in a world where there is a subspace communication. So you're blacklisted faster like than light travel. There's a total assumption that Dan is going to live for this adventure. Word food gets around, buddy. Word gets around. Oh, oh, you forget who the DM is. Dan's okay. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all may die. Gonna Dan's going to be fine. Dan's going to be fine. All right, okay. so uh, so Clevens has, has uh, arranged the security uh, as he's described. The other doors that you skipped over, the one especially that you heard with lots of screaming, yelling, uh, have been secured via this panel. Um, and then those other two doors are unlocked uh, to go handle stuff. All right, where do you want to go next? Okay, I want to purposely distract Clemens from unlock from from doing anything else in the security terminal before he deletes videos or anything like that. So Red can be the chance to copy the videos. 
So okay, I'd like so to pull him away from him and say, "Hey, let's go do the let's get rid of get rid of the uh, the, the the supply." Uh, okay, so you do want do you want to physically pull him, or do you want to just sort of like you know chop chop? I want to chop chop it. You know, I don't want to be too obvious about it. Okay. Um, Does this thing have solitaire? <laughs> okay, so as 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 Kinshaw does the chop chop thing, and uh, uh, Red Barnes does a solitaire question. Uh, I need I need uh, uh, Shiv to roll a bluff check, and I need uh, Kin Shadow to roll a uh, diplomacy check. And you both need to succeed, and you both fail miserably. <laughs> so he goes, hey, I, yeah, one second, one. one second, and he logs off. He re-enables the security protocols. He you know, he, he logs out of the panel. Okay. We'll deal with that. Both later. did very See badly, later. very badly. Did did uh, did 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 Red happen to have watched him log on closely enough to to hack the Gibson? Uh, do you want to hack the Gibson right there in front of? Uh, oh, wait, I out the room. But I saw him log in, so that may or may not give me an advantage. I mean, punch him in the face and make him log back in. Jeez, <laughs> we're not strong arming anybody. We go from like intimidating I to think, be like, I oh, it's okay. so. So here's here's my conundrum from a metagame point of view. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to keep this guy thinking that we're on his team as long as possible, mm-hmm. and so not letting him delete the videos or not or forcing him to log back in so we can copy things or whatever the case may be. Um, gives that away too soon. So I'd like to get as many things done as possible before I have to use Rich Force. Okay. In in that case, I uh, I say, well, how about you take me over to the room where the mixers are and we get rid of all this stuff? Uh, roll a, uh, you said to Clemens? Yes. Okay, roll a bargain check. That making me roll stuff that I only have one mod in. <laughs> Ooh. Or... Ooh, ah. barely, he barely beats you with a five. And he says, how about we all go together? I got to check on the Crisco supply. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the kitchen. <laughs> so, I'm kind of hungry. Roll perception. Roll perception. And, uh, we're going to be... Where's that? We're going to be hungry and need some, some food on our way out. So I'll make us some sandwiches. Oh, natural 10. <laughs> That's great. You've, you snuck your way around I the kitchen like to the floor, Red Barnes. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, the, the, the larder, the pantry is at your disposal, sir. Now, of course, Dan's standing right there, so the cook, the cook's standing right there. So just, you, you, you do he, what he, you want. He what already quit, so I'll make us some food while you roll, roll, roll a, uh, uh, roll a streetwise check on that one. Be good at streetwise. Uh-huh. Ooh. Dan says, well, by union rules, you have a point. I am no longer employed here at this at this station. So really, I guess, you know, the world's your oyster. We're, you know, you're not you're not officially you're officially not a scab. Uh, you're not a, you're not you're not walking. You're not breaking the pickets because I did, in fact, quit. So well, go ahead. Uh, we, we have multiple. The 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 current stock is stored on the loading deck. You're right, Mr. Um, no, it's this storage room back in the back. And Clemens, in, in the, the name's Clemens. Now I got your name. It doesn't care. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just don't care. So, so not um, that he'd tell you his real name anyway. Perhaps uh, <laughs> Dan and I should go uh, work on that. Dan, you mind helping out? Uh, hmm. Roll a uh, roll a diplomacy check. Seven. He's like, as I'm no longer gainfully employed as a cook, I have some free time on my hands. Sure, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's uh, uh, sounds great. 
Okay. So, uh, so Dan and Ken Shadow are going to go to the storage room, and Clemens will go to the manufacturing uh, plant with Adira, and that leaves Red and Ale and Chen. And Chen is like, I want to see you finish the job. Uh, so she's going to go to the manufacturing area as well. So Red and Ale, what do you guys want to do? Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! Some say he was the king of ancient Egypt. Other than that, he's just fairy fish eggs. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he puts... What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> explain they, that joke. Yeah, okay, joke. I dare you this to explain and get through this. Some say he was a king of ancient Egypt. Other that he's just fairy fish eggs. I don't know where that... I, I can't explain that one. There's a missing word in here or something. Fairy fish eggs. Fairy fish... Caviar? I don't pharaoh, think pharaoh? was there a pharaoh cat. Pharaoh, hmm. king of ancient Egypt is a pharaoh. Oh, row, as in, as in, oh, like fairy row. Oh man, that's Jesus terrible. Christ, that's horrible. Oh my god. Oh my Are god, you... that one's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no. Jeff, Jeff, just, just, just start the rest of the feedback. Just, just, just start the rest of the feedback. And a recap of last week's community question: traveling in game. Do you love the scenic route, or do you want to take the shortcut to adventure? Amontillado writes, Back again with the same answer. It's not immersion versus fun. They are not opposites. I want fun immersion. I want those elements that will prop up the illusion of the game world being a real place. I don't want tedium. That is not fun. Likewise, I don't want a game full of frivolous antics that force me out of my character and world. Such hijinks can be all manner of fun, but that is not what I'm looking for in a deep, detailed game like Star Citizen. Thankfully, Star Citizen is big enough to provide a space for more unrealistic, fast-paced play. The SimPod mechanism can be used to provide all sorts of game experiences that largely circumvent the immersion factor. Star Marine and Arena Commander are only two such examples. I'm fine with blowing up ships and having them drop power-ups that I can pick up by, the f by flying through them, that's great for Arena Commander. I would hate that in Star Citizen proper. Deprived Walnut writes in and says, Scenic route for sure, unless I'm going somewhere extremely exciting like Raxlav. Raxlav. It's a mystery. No one knows what it is. First First Problems writes in. Well, he doesn't write in. He sends us a picture of a coffee cup with a sleeve that says, The scenic route is the only route. Life is short. Stay awake for it. Rolo Kip says, I want the travel. I want travel to be valid, time invested, and invest time invested to mean something. I want gorgeous scenery, pretty is greater than accurate, and the chance for interesting things happening. All the things, not just launch QT land. To put it in perspective, I ride a horse in Skyrim. I slog along in power armor, or slink in perpetual duck walk, or fly a vertibird in FO4. I use fast travel as a very last resort. See, I jump everywhere in fast travel and Fallout. Uh, yeah, I do too. The sixth time I walk from town A to town B, I've had just about enough. H. Allen writes in and says, Games like Guild Wars 2 and The Division have fast travel options once you've taken the scenic route to unlock them. Sometimes there is an in-game currency charge to use them, and sometimes these are free. I haven't heard anything about Star Citizen's jump points, and if there 
will be a charge to use them as well. With royalties to the discoverer, maybe? Hey, that's an interesting idea. Quantum travel is fast travel of sorts and will cost you currency and quantum fuel. Without it, you'll be able to travel at regular SCM speeds indefinitely, a bit with fuel scoops. <clears throat> Bottom line, I like having the option to save some coin by lollygagging in the scenic route to my next destination. I'm not sure that what HLN writes are, are different options yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, like, as a practical matter, you shouldn't avoid quantum travel. Because if you just go by thrusters, you'll be spending weeks in space going from one planet to another. Yeah, well, so so quantum travel is for for intrasystem travel, and right. you're and it would take you yeah it would take you quite a while. And there's actually been some streamers that show that it is possible to spend like three days traveling and and cover the same point in SCM speeds. Um, yeah, uh, and there, but there are there's a couple of places where like you can like when you're going to Levski is a good example. You can QD into the planet, and if you want to spend 20 minutes flying a long way around the planet, you can do that, or you can QD to the Lagrange point and get there in, in two minutes um, or 30 seconds or whatever it is. Um, so that that's an example of where you might want to do it, but I don't. It's it's not really an either or thing. I think in most places in Starsis, and I think you just you, in, in most most instances, you, if you don't if you're not picking the fast path, you're you're a masochist. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing with, with jump points, it, it's the same thing. Well, the jump points aren't even you're not even a masochist. There's there's probably no way to get between systems without jump points. Um, you know. Right. <laughs> that maybe they let you go out into space, but in, in, in all reality, you know, they're, you're not going to simulate you for 40 years while you travel there. Um, Don't float the idea. It'll they'll push everything back until they make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next stretch goal. Yeah. Um, but 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 the but um, one thing on the on, on his royalties thing, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a thing. I think it, they, it's not well, feasible because then somebody would just be set for life from having discovered one. And there's not going to be enough for that no, for everybody. They, they, they have said that if you find a jump point, which will be this, which right. will be a, thing, a rare thing in game, there'll be a new jump point added. They won't tell you you find it. Um, you you can get the system potentially named after you um, if you turn the data into the MUEE, and um, you will be handsomely rewarded for jump point finds and things like that if you do. But you don't have to. You can use the data and sell it on the black market, or just use the data yourself in order to make it a shortcut, or however. But you do. But it's it's a one-time charge in all of the fiction and lore of sources. And that all makes right. sense that it's a it's a one-time thing because if it was recurring, that'd be a problem. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, royalties, especially for those intrasystem mini jump points that they said they're going to put in there now. So that's a neat idea. It is a great idea. <laughs> Glad they're doing that. Like last week when I tra when I compared traveling in system like in Elite Dangerous versus traveling in system versus Star Citizen, it's just the differences are just phenomenal. And you would think that you know by this uh, day and age or universe or or century or whatever, we could get from one end of the uh, solar system to the other without you know without too much. Issue. I, I think the, the difference here in Star Citizen is quantum travel is in theory not FTL. I mean, it, it probably ends up it probably ends up being that math wise it is, but but it's supposed to be 0.2 light speed. 
you know, the, 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 the fiction breaking part is the acceleration and deacceleration. But, right. but other than that, it's supposed to be 0.2 light speed. So it's very different than Elite's model where everything you, you have to ever do is FTL. There's a couple of analogies we can use here. The first one is back to the age of sail. Before you, they invented clocks, you had to sail down to a point where you knew uh, what latitude you were at and then sail across straight. You couldn't go north or south because you needed to stay on the same point of latitude, so you hit the island that you were aiming for. Um, and then when you invented clocks, you could figure out what your longitude was. You could figure out where you were east-west, and you knew when to make turns. I think Star Citizen is more like pre-clocks as far as intra-system travel, where you have to follow more or less predefined routes so you don't run out of gas unless you have a big ship. And you can afford to just sort of go all over the place. So I think, and the theory is, is that that's where you're going to find pirates. That's where you're going to find distress calls. That's where you're going to find stuff. You know, they're going to they're going to sprinkle that path with things to do, uh, rather than Elite's model where you really can fly everywhere. Um, and now they have the new system that they have to locate stuff, which they didn't have until now. Uh, so it, it's a little more open uh, with it. And in Elite's fiction. Their light barrier is broken more or less whenever you move your throttle. It's just you, maybe sometimes you're point two light speed, sometimes you're twenty light speed. Just however fast you are, and, and that's fine. It's just it's just wherever your throttle's at. In Star Citizen, they're a little more tied to the to the idea that it's not faster than light travel because they want to restrict that to jump points, mini or otherwise. Sean Newboy writes in, "Wonderful show, everyone. Lots of good little tidbits of data." When I first start playing a game, I love the scenic routes. Then once I've run them a few times, I start to take shortcuts. I, that's what I do. Amen. Ken from Chicago writes in and says, I like the scenic route. First few times around, or if someone else is doing the driving. Aside from Ken Shadow's awesome cosplay being appropriately highlighted, and Tony finally getting to hear about volumetric lighting that had been held back from ATV, that he claims he didn't care care about, care care for, but went gaga over when Elite Dangerous talked about it, about their volumetric lighting in fog. Uh, but I digress. My favorite part of Citizen Con's keynote was the commuter train. I confess bias. Uh, it reminded me of growing up in Chicago, taking the L train from racing to sideways seats to racing to the station before the next one left left, and you're stuck waiting 20 minutes or more for the next next two riding one as it went down three stories above the ground to underground into tunnels. The scene of the train speeding down the ramp into the tunnel brought a flood of nostalgia. I like traveling and seeing new scenic groups and at times old ones, but usually I use those to take a break before the game resumes. And then I'm looking for shortcuts, portals, or even mini jump points, like a wise man once suggested. Telling you, I'm telling you, those mini jump points are going to be a godsend. And oh, and we did not talk in the show proper about the volumetric lighting, uh, uh, lightning effects that Star Citizen uh, kind of showed off during one of the panels. If anyone cared to wax poetical, I that will, would be a time. <clears throat> well, I will wax poetical. I love the stuff. The the panel was great. The uh, the tech behind it, I mean, it was worth watch. Some might get bored behind the science and the technology in it. I found it fascinating. I found the end results more spectacular than anything I've seen in any game so far for, so far today. 
even even elite. I, I thought it was very cool. It was um, they they struck a nice balance um, between all of the effects that they're using and have created something that is at least from the demo video they showed uh, truly suspenseful. And I really look forward to seeing it both in game and in uh, you know in the PU and, and, and in Squadron Forty Two, which guessing is going to be heavily utilized. Okay. <clears throat> in general feedback. The real Grimlick writes in and says, Hey, Tony, this is the way the stretch goal should have been portrayed. Not like the negatively slanted way they were in the fact spreadsheet sent you recently. We know you're a closet doubter, but don't become he who should not be named. <laughs> so so I, it, this, he, he provided a Reddit, a Reddit link. A Reddit link was, 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 was added in here. And I, I, I normally, you know, don't try to go to Reddit, but I did, and I went there, and I, I, I there was a, uh, it's like a, uh, more like a narrative chart, more like a, a broken down uh, with the stretch goals, sorted into categories, um, and I kind of did a rough count, and from, I got approximately 68% of the uh, stretch goals were not accomplished versus the 61 that Ben had, so, I mean, Again, but that's close. But people, reasonable people, can differ on on whether something is delivered or not delivered, or in production or pre-production, or whatever. But it's the facts are the facts. How you word the facts can matter. But I was just given numbers out last time, and the numbers that were on your list, real Gremlick, they were pretty close to what Ben had. So uh, people draw conclusions however they want to. But if you think I'm a closet doubter. Well, that's okay. Uh, we had that uh, what had that Spectrum. Remember the Spectrum a few months ago, way back, where we went around. It was an Ostron. Ost- it was when uh, Ostron was on, and we all kind of figured out where we were on that uh, that dial. I kind of put myself in the middle, maybe leaning over to the doubter side. But I, th- I don't think I've moved. My needle hasn't moved. So I think his point here is that you know presenting the list as the list rather than summarizing it as as percentages. I think that's where he's going. I- that, that's true, except I can't read a nine-page Reddit um, uh, post on the show. I mean, I could, okay. but then when would I actually talk? I mean, how, how, how else could I go on, off on soliloquies? Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not seeing the downside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's <clears> – <throat> I, I think it's, it's, um, it's wise not to take everything at face value. Especially when a with a crowdfunded game, and that's why we wax critical on Star Citizen and and its you know outcomes um, because we don't take take this at face value, and um, we love the game absolutely. We love the game, and we want it to succeed. I just I I don't want people to pick on Tony because I think he wants it to succeed as well. But and it's so much fun to pick on me, though. I know. It is. It I mean, is. you know for but sure, Jeff. You know for sure it's fun. I know. But that's for <laughs> us to pick on you. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> Ken from Chicago writes, It does seem appropriate that Tony Z confirmed Tony H's long-suggested feature of mini jump points in hashtag Star Citizen. I guess proves great minds think alike and that two Tonys are better than one. Oh, no. Don't mm, inflate his ego more than it's already Two is. Tonys are better than one. It is true. <laughs> What about two Tonys don't make a right? <laughs> hashtag Tonys were right, plural, and hashtag Tony is right. 
Missions should tell you beforehand if there is extra level of risk versus a simple fetch quest. At the 22 minutes mark, Clovis does so by saying if you're not concerned with shades of morality about questionable material and forceful collection. And, and they pointed out later that in that particular quest, there were multiple ways that it could have ended as well. So you could you could come up to that satellite and it could the, 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 the correct blade could be in that socket or it could be on the ground or it could be um, somewhere totally different. And they have like, I don't know, some sort of enumeration of potential ways that, that the, the quest will be different when you come up to it. So it's not always that. And if it ends up being, oh, I have to go kill a bunch of dudes, well, maybe you just bow out at that point. That makes sense. Kaiser Solo writes in and says, thanks for getting my previous show comment aired. Hopefully Tony takes the hint. Great show with Tony at his best slash worst. Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Now, we did hear from Clown Bobo again, but unfortunately, it concerns a personnel matter. He has implicated uh, Ben, First First Problems, and some some things that HR is going to have to be involved in. So I'm not going to be able to read out his feedback this week pending internal investigations. But I want you to understand, Clown Bobo, that HR is on it, and we're going to look into this uh, this matter. And so stay tuned for, for further comment. The other thing is, is that Clown Bobo's uh, thing that he wrote in this week wanted me to be Walter Cronkite doing Max Headroom. Now, oh my God. I have a pretty high opinion of my ability to pull that kind of stuff off. <laughs> you don't say. I'm pretty sure that's that's a bridge too far. I'm pretty sure that's a bridge too far for me. And I and, and I don't want to, like, break my windpipe trying to do stuff. You all can't right? give it's, us one line? It, no, no, it's, it's the, no. The guy no, spent no. 8 or 12 hours writing this feedback to you, this, this letter just, to you, and you can't give him no, one it just, line? It, 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 uh, I, I am, to a great extent, a monkey dancing for your pleasure, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> to a very large extent, that is my you role. You heard it here. He is a monkey. But, but, <laughs> but I don't feel like I need to injure myself in the process. I really don't. I don't, I don't think that that's part of the deal. So, so and, and plus, and plus, Bobo and I need to have a little chat about, about, about <laughs> some to, things. But, uh, needs to go write his diary. But, I, you know, there is a problem I can see that it, it, it does border on, uh, you know, deep old one style madness. I, I have a... I have a worry that if you actually <laughs> use the uh, the correct pronunciation here with the Boba with the uh, Cronkite Max Hesrum, it might actually summon something a la the Necronomicon. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a fan of mini jump points, not portals to hell. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, there's there's a difference there. It's like a there's a difference Klatus, there. Necto. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, being that all the discussion is done, we move on to our new Patreon. And there isn't one. What? And that means there's no random winner. But Tony has something to say, as he usually does. I usually do. Uh, just be sure to, uh, if you want to subscribe, the uh, the first month is almost closed out. So you, those of you at the $1.75 level are one-sixth closer to your new free T-shirt. And if you want to subscribe at a higher level, you can do that and earn it faster. And this week's community question, who's winning the sexy cloud contest, Frontier or CIG? And what simple tools or commands would you like to see to help test our citizen, like a stuck command or a look centering button? And otherwise, how was the show? Are we fully invested in our civil liberties or has there been an outbreak of famished busts? Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 235 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 236 on November 6th, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at 
GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey Lennon and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you, gentlemen, j- j- <coughs> Finally, we open the up. Finally, we open the. <laughs> Frontier Development hosted a second live stream reveal of the upcoming. Ch- <coughs> Frontier Development hosted its second. So why can't I read words? Was that all one sentence? It was. You're welcome. Was, I was. was I was channeling Lennon. I was Shannon Lennon and his, right. his variety of subclasses. Yeah. Well, you know, Frontier Development based in England. I it makes sense. Uh, an it homage, sense. if you will. Mm-hmm. This is feedback closing, sync one. And Tony, that's the other part I forgot to say. But then, now I'm done. Go ahead, next person. This is Jeff, feedback and closing, and I got it right. Go ahead, next person. <laughs> this is feedback and closing. Oh, wait a minute. I think I'm the kid in shadow. This is feedback. I'm Henry. We'll do closing also. And I'm the last person. Sync four. <laughs> and feedback and stuff and whatever. And, and sometime coming real soon here now. Uh, Ken from Chicago writes in and says, I like the scenic route. First few times around OR if someone else. Like, why am I, I pronounced or. It's, <laughs> uh, or. Yeah, it's or. Yeah, or. I didn't and realize. Sorry, I should read this in advance. And I apologize. Punctuated. Or. Yes. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize it was an or. I thought it was like an acronym at first. <clears throat> I get right. it. Listen, right. there's another capital word. It's else. Yeah. I, see, <laughs> if I read the things in advance, it's probably better, but I don't do that. So, all right. I can't read the damn words. <laughs> oh, my. <clears throat> all right. Here we go. Ryan, Welcome to Ken Shadow. Keeps us all up all night. <laughs> Brian, you're making me into Tony, and, and I'm I'm gonna smack you for it. Smack me, Jeff. Smack me hard. <laughs>